This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, it's Monday, 22 May in the year of our Lord, 2023. It's a big day because we've got the reimagination, the reboot, and the relaunch of the National Pulse. Raheem is back off the beat. By the way, Natalie attired today. Natalie attired. Uh, you got the, you got the, that, that you've gone full Twas Hollywood. ever thus. You've gone full, full <laughs> you've, gone, you've gone full Hollywood on it. It's, it's, it's the Silicon Valley, right? It's, it's kind of like, God. it's half, it's half New York, half West Coast. But you've totally dumped the DC <laughs> thing, man. It's so, it's There's so, no DC thing anymore. There's no DC anymore. It's, it's, that qu- whole world's it's, gone. it's quite bizarre. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's you like. walk around downtown, there's nobody ever there. It, it's, it's gone. Ever yeah. since they, they locked in the lockdowns of COVID, of course, it's out of control. Um, the, the city is almost as lawless as New York City. Not yeah. quite as bad, but pretty lawless. I don't know. I feel safer in New York. At least in New York, there's, there's, there's a couple of beat cops at every corner. You know, there's a cop car on every corner, at least in Manhattan, right? Over here, it's just it's carnage in some of these neighborhoods. D.C., from a conservative perspective, is done. Done, right? There's, there, there's, I mean, from the Yeah, whole look, thing I don't think he should have sold the hotel. That was what was keeping it all together, frankly. People, that's where people met. Yes. And, and that's where everything went down. But you know, it's business. Got I was so I was so he was made an offer he couldn't. Refuse. I was so enthusiastic for Raheem going over there every night and, and having and holding court in in the lobby of the Trump the Trump Hotel. Wow, it's um, a tough job. Somebody has talked to about where do people go? So the National Pulse we're blown, com, we're blown up. This audience is blown up. The thing right now. You, you are in fact um, causing a lot of problems for me. Have we uh, shut which it, is no, great. No, we got to take Harlan's bet. Have, which we is shut, great. have we shut it down? again? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Even after Harlan oh, yeah. stepped up. Oh yeah. We ramped going. it up again. Shut down again. Ramped it up again. Shut come down on, again. Come on, folks. Uh, but Harlan well, we need to do this. Yes. We need to stress test. Yes. We need to you know fix everything. And, and the audience is, is is the beta test audience today is helping us do all of that. In the meantime, I mean the site's up. You can go there, thenationalpulse.com. Got news stories up there. Got an explainer up there about what we're doing and why we're doing yeah, perfect. it. Perfect. Um, give, have... give me the short, give me the quick and dirty in the explainer. Look, um, it's, we're real news. Um, we, we value people's time. We want to give back. And we want to retain our independence. And specifically our independence from corporate media, corporate establishment. And so you put all of those things together and what do you get? You get a, a by the people, for the people you know, magazine, yeah. right? Where you curate, curate the biggest and most important stories from all around the world. You get a little bit of editorial voice once in a while, but you don't, we don't really but sort you're, of... You're saying contextualization. Contextualization. Right? You try to contextualize. That's right. Um, you so get, it has a little, this a little bit of the Vox model, the semaphore model, where you end the Axios model somewhat for the right. 
Yeah, I, I think that's it's probably an, the best way to look at it. I'm not saying he lived it. It's an homage to this. And, and instead of going down the route of like, hey, can yeah. we get Facebook to sponsor us? And hey, can we get Google yeah. to sponsor us? Like all these others do. We've yeah. gone, no. You don't, you don't replace. Uh, you've, got, uh, you've got the great Kane at Citizens Free Press. He's got the drudge. The no, he's the best got, aggregator in the business. business. There's no, there's no touching Kane. Ga- you've got the gateway. You've got war. And what, everybody go to war and make sure you get our newsletter, all that. But you're doing something different. You're taking that semaphore... Vox, Axios, kind of put it together and and do something here on the right. Yeah, look, take take the uh, you know the fall of Bakhmut ostensibly yeah. over the weekend, right? I saw the copy everywhere else. Yep. You know, eight nine hundred words, yep. equivocation. It was strategically important. Suddenly, it's not strategically right. important. You know, right. all of that stuff. And I said, no. Look, let me put these two hundred words together for the audience to really understand what's going on. Here's the claim. Here's the disputed claim. Here's the strategic importance. Yeah. Here's what's going to happen yeah. next. And that's it. Yeah. Like, go somewhere else if you want. Yeah. After that, like I know a lot of people will say, no time on site. Time on site. People will come and stay on the site because of the quality of the yeah. content, not because I'm asking them to. These are all the debates we, we, we've had at Breitbart and now in, in all these new sites about all this you know, time on site, or do you just keep them hanging for a second? You got just the best it. thing here for yep. people to know, yep. you can stay there if you want because the site will keep lazy loading things in the background for you. You don't have to go in and be clicking around and refreshing and all of that. It's all automated. So you don't even play that game with the force the refresh. That's the old it, drudge it's, thing. Force it's, the refresh. It's, all, you know, it's a much more it's modern real, system. It's, it's real traffic too. This is, and, this is a, and this is a real build, right? It's a solid, yeah. solid structural where, build. Where, where do people go? The nationalpulse.com, and I implore you, sign up now. It's nine bucks a month. You get so many things out of that nine bucks. Go and look at it for yourself. All of the member benefits are right there. Yeah. Um, sign up now, thenationalpulse.com, and support real news. We'll come back in a second and talk about the podcast. Let's go to uh, let's go to Geneva, Nor Ben Laden. Uh, Nor, you're you're at the you're in the engine room of the globalist in Geneva. In particular, we're talking about the World Health Organization, the World Health Assembly. Get us up to date, ma'am. Uh, absolutely, uh, Steve. Uh, I'd just like to say, even though, and I'd like to apologize for my sunglasses, it's so, so sunny here. But actually, what is going on is incredibly dark and sinister right behind me here at the headquarters of the WHO. Uh, for, I mean, the War Room Policy is very well aware. You have amazing um, correspondence. You know, you have James Rogusky. So your audience is up to date with the developments around these instruments, uh, the International Health Regulation Amendments and the treaty, the pandemic treaty. These are being discussed here this week, more specifically tomorrow, in terms of the progress that these working groups have made over the past year, year and a half, since uh, these groups have been set up to essentially what they are trying to do is form the digital structure, the digital infrastructure for healthcare, which would supersede any form of national sovereignty when it comes to not just healthcare in uh, different nations, but in general. This is very much part of the digital enslavement that we've been talking about when I came up when I came up on um, on the war room back in January, and uh, this is very much the last stages again of this implementation whereby they are using the WHO as the weapon of choice. They are using these mechanisms, these legal instruments to further solidify their power grab and this world government that they are implementing. Nora, get us up to speed on that because you started that week in in, in Davos Mm -hmm. and you ended in Mm -hmm. Geneva. 
And the one is the mm-hmm. strategy and, and the messaging and the thinking, and the other is the implementation, the execution. Is that what Geneva really is? That that with the with these the the what I call the engine room of the United Nations, ma'am. Yes, Switzerland has a very particular uh, place in the globalist architecture. This country and Geneva, more specifically, as you just mentioned, has been selected to house all these entities, all these international organizations supposedly under the lofty guise of coordinating and um, improving the lives of people around the world. But in reality, they are actually doing the very opposite. And as I just mentioned, you know, in the opening remarks, this is very much the place where they are rolling out and setting up the infrastructure for our serfdom. Talk to us about that infrastructure. We're going to have you're going to hang with us for the hour. We got Michelle Bachman's actually inside the room. Walk us through what specifically they are trying to do to enslave us. One of the key words that keeps popping up on all of their documentation is the word surveillance. So, unfortunately, you know the the title, as I mentioned, of this year's World Health Assembly is very lofty. It's about saving lives. But in reality, it's about surveillance and setting up this infrastructure to track everything we do. As I mentioned in January, they want to track us everywhere, monitor everything we do everywhere at all times. And for that, the WHO and pandemics, or as they call it, it's going to be much broader than pandemics, actually. It's going to be public health emergencies of international concerns so that the term is much more broad and that they can activate these legal instruments like the IHR, like the WHOCA plus the convention, whereby they would um, force member states to, um, for example, put us in lockdowns, make us uh, get jabbed, uh, restrict our travel movements. Everything will be tied to our vaccine, quote, passports, our digital passports, and uh, we will have zero freedom left. I mean, they have encroached on our rights and on our freedoms uh, to such an extent over the last few decades. As I mentioned, this is the acceleration, and we are moving from quasi-total control to total control through these mechanisms, through these entities like the WHO, which are being completely weaponized against people from all nations. I'm a Swiss citizen. As a Swiss citizen, uh, I will be impacted. I am here in Geneva. Behind this building, decisions are being made. Plans are being rolled out that it will that will affect every single American. And these people are unelected. Nobody put them there. Nobody decided that they would agree to whatever instrument and uh, legal framework they are putting in place, which would essentially supersede any constitution, any national laws, and render sovereignty of nations completely obsolete. And this is precisely their goal. Look, you talk about democracy. You know, Switzerland you know, prides itself in having these, uh, was it cantons and all these local, you know, village assemblies. You've got the rest of Europe. Is anybody, we've got Michelle Bachman there. I mean, as you know, because you're reporting in January in Rutowski's, we're on this. You know, we've we've got Reggie Littlejohn. We've had this. A massive sign-up campaign. We now had 24 uh, House members come to a press conference the other day. We're moving on this. Is anybody else in Europe or anybody? In, I'm stunned that people that love their freedom, like the Swiss, 
that people are not rising up with this. Anywhere in Europe, uh, nor that you can point us to, there are people on top of this? You know, unfortunately, the Psy war that has been going on, you know, for over a century has been very effective. And also, as I mentioned, you know, they use these lofty terms uh, to describe what they're doing. So they have, you know, they want to counter um, health emergencies, they, they want to protect us, and they want to guarantee that they will be able to um, prevent and prepare and uh, respond to um, pandemics and epidemics. But in reality, when you take a closer look to their documentation, um, their objective is very, very clear. And I, and I mentioned this a few moments ago, surveillance is the name of the game. You know, we really need to understand that they want to have complete power to identify what are potential or actual threats. And this terminology gives the, opens the door for mass surveillance. Um, how did you say in English? En amont, um, uh, ahead of any measures. And uh, they are rolling out the capabilities as we speak. I mean, I spent uh, a lot of time looking at their website and their official documentation and the different initiatives or projects that they're rolling out. And I can give you uh, a few names so you understand really what this infrastructure, what this surveillance infrastructure is about. So they have created, for example, the WHO Hub for Pandemic and Epidemic Intelligence. Just on Saturday, they launched the IPSN, the International Pathogen Surveillance Network. They also have PRET, Preparedness and Resilience for Emerging Threats. And they also have EIOS, Epidemic Intelligence from Open Sources. And then last but not least, the Global Genomic Surveillance Strategy. So all of this goes hand in hand with the implementation of digital IDs and digital passports. And in parallel, they are also rolling out mass inoculation programs that they will use as justification to have digital IDs be kept up to date so that we can go about our normal lives, as we saw during the so-called pandemic, you know, to go to the restaurant, to travel, to uh, go to the doctor, to even go to hospitals, to be able to work. All of this is tied together. And this is part of a much bigger picture where I repeat myself, but the, WH the WHO and these so-called threats and emergencies, health emergencies, are the weapon that are being used in order to yep. um, move forward with this uh, new world order. In the same matter as climate change. It, just, just hang on, okay? We're going to come back to Nora Fenelon. She's in Geneva. It's today, not Cannes, but Geneva is a sunny place for shady people. Nora went Hollywood on us, got the shades on. Love the look. Love the look. Nora Ben Laden in Geneva. Michelle Bachman in Geneva. Sonny Borelli in Arizona. Carrie Lake in Arizona. All next in the war room. President Trump recently issued a warning from his home at Mar-a-Lago. And I want to quote this. Our currency is crashing and will soon no longer be the world standard, which will be the greatest defeat, frankly, in 200 years. End quote. He did that in the interview that I had with him a couple weeks ago at his home. Now, there are three reasons the central banks are dumping the U.S. dollar. Inflation, 
deficit spending and our insurmountable national debt. The fact is there's one asset that has withstood famine, wars, and political and economic upheaval dating back to biblical times. That would be gold. Gold has been a hedge against chaos from time immemorial. And you can own it in a tax-sheltered retirement account with the help of Birch Gold. That's right. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k, maybe from a previous employer, into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't pay a penny out of pocket. Let me repeat that. You don't pay a penny out of pocket. Just text Bannon to 989898 for your free info kit. They'll hold your hand through the entire process. Let me repeat that. Birch Gold professionals will hold your hand through this entire process. Now think about this. When currencies fail, gold is a safe haven. It always has been. How much more time does the dollar actually have? Protect your savings with gold like I did. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers. Text Bannon to 989898. Get your free info kit on gold. Text again, Bannon, to 989898. Remember, the best part is you don't pay a penny out of pocket to get this information and start the process. Do it today. Take action. Host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay. Um, we're going to go back to Norben Line in, Virginia, uh, in Geneva. We are going to go to Michelle Bachman in Geneva. We're all over this World Health Organization, World Health Assembly, uh, to make sure that they don't possibly uh, roll up the sovereignty of the United States of America by these digital passports. Somebody that's on the ramparts about the sovereignty of this nation was Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake's the legitimate governor of Arizona, and she said she was going to throw down hard and, and declare an invasion using the Constitution, declare an invasion of the great state of Arizona and thwart that, put uh, Biden on notice, also designate the cartels as terrorist organizations. Carrie Lake, can you give us a summary? Uh, this court, uh, it, by the way, it was mesmerizing television, if nothing else. It was just incredible. The evidence put forward is really jaw-dropping. So can you give the audience just an assessment of where we stand in this? Yeah, well, thank you for having me this morning, Steve. It was. My attorneys did a great job. Um, we've proven time and time again in court that not only did they sabotage Election Day, you know, we proved this way back in, in December by printing the wrong image on the ballot so that half of the ballots would spit out and be rejected on Election Day. But we've also now proven that their mail-in ballot play is a joke as well because signature verification, that security feature of mail-in ballots is not being done. We proved in court using the county's own data that 274,000 ballots were so-called signature verified in less than three seconds. And we proved that 70,000 mail-in ballots had their signatures verified in less than two seconds. And we saw the video of the drone sitting there like this, just tapping on his keyboard, not even scrolling through to compare signatures. 
when you do a signature verification, you got to compare signatures. You can't do that by just hitting one button. You have to scroll up and they're not doing that to the tune of more than a quarter of a, of a million of ballots that they just threw in and counted anyway. Apparently we've got the Usain Bolt of signature verifiers sitting there in Maricopa <laughs> County, you know, just yeah. speed demoning through did, it. And then, you know, another interesting did, thing did, that we... Did, hold on, but hang, hang, but hang, hang, hang on. Did they really put up... And I realize I'm biased in this. I'm, I'm partisan. But did they really put... I, I do weigh and measure these things. Did they really put up a, a compelling defense, did you believe, on that topic? I thought they had a... No, they had a horrible defense. I mean, you knew it right away when they came in and, and our incredible expert witness who is world-renowned when it comes to handwriting, signature verification, world-renowned. When they came in and they spent their entire time cross-examining him, trying to uh, attack him and tear apart his reputation. You know, when you've lost the argument, you go for the slander part of it, right? You start attacking someone personally. And right then I went, wow, they have nothing. They can't refute the evidence because the evidence came from them. We use their own evidence to show that they are approving ballots in zero seconds. I mean, it takes a full second to load an image. It takes a full second. And they had people approving these in two seconds. This is crazy. This is all a show to make the voters in Arizona think that we have really tightly run elections when, in fact, they are a complete sham. We found out that 99 people, Steve, were approved to, to uh, approve signatures behind closed doors, including people like Bill Gates and Stephen Richard. They could be sitting at home in their underwear approving ballots with no observation. So they have this behind-the-scenes squad with no observers, nobody watching, and then they sent home the um, signature verifiers early on uh, during the main um, th during the election, when during the primary they were working double shifts trying to get through all of the signature verification. During the main uh, election, the general election, these signature verifiers thought it was really interesting that they were sending them home early when there were literally hundreds of thousands of ballots and mail ballots to go through, and yet they were going home early. And maybe that's when the uh, the backroom squad moved in and started doing their pecking on the keyboard. And this is outrageous. We have a sham of elections. We've proven it time and time again in court. We've proven that election day is run like a third world nation intentionally. We've proven that their mail-in ballots are a joke. We've proven that the machines weren't working. And what we need right now is for a courageous judge to give the people of this great state some relief because we are at wit's end. Just to connect a dot here, uh, if you <clears throat> sat through the three days and heard the focus and, and her attorneys going through their evidence about this, this, this shows you what I've said from day one is that Pennsylvania, <clears throat> Michigan, Georgia, and Arizona in 2020, this was the exact scam they pulled on the mail-in ballots, no signature verification. And Carrie Lake's team walked through why well, it's an absolute joke, and, it, it, and, and this is really contrary to the procedures that are by law designated that you have to follow in Arizona. That's what I thought was most compelling about your case. You guys laid out what are the exact requirements and how they're just in your grill about not even coming close to doing it. Am, am, am I off base right. on that one, or is that the heart of the matter here? 
truly the heart of the matter. In any state that is copying what we do here, you're going to see the same problems. And this is why I stay in this fight. People want me to. The people support this fight to reform our elections so that every voter, whether they are the most liberal Democrat or the most conservative Republican or somewhere in the middle, knows that when they cast their one legal vote, it counts and they can live with the results. Right now, we are being forced to live with bogus results. That's why we have Joe Biden destroying our country and actually selling us out to the highest bidder in uh, the CCP, the communist Chinese regime, and selling us out to all these countries where he and his family are taking kickbacks. When you do not have secure, honest elections, you end up with people like Joe Biden and Katie Hobbs. And our state is being destroyed right now. And nobody believes that the people sitting in these state offices are legitimate. And that's why we must fight. You know, I want I want to have elections for our children, for their future. I want this next election, 24, to be honest. I'm hoping we, if we stay in the fight, we can get there. But we have got to stand up and continue to shout from the mountaintops, use our one weapon, which is so powerful, our voice, and get on your social media, share everything you can about election integrity. And I, don't don't worry if they call you an election denier. Honest to goodness, at the end of the day, we're the right ones. We got the truth on our side. Yeah. By the way, we got, we're trying to get a, a gunny, Sonny Borello. We got big breaking news out of Arizona. If we can't get we'll try to get him on phone. But we'll put the big breaking news of, of uh, Sonny Borelli and, uh, and Colonel Wendy Rogers out there dropping the hammer on these elections, also from a national security perspective. They're just releasing these documents, and we'll try to get them up. Uh, Carrie, I think it was Saturday you and I were chatting, and you said, hey, i got to step into a restaurant, and we'll talk afterwards. I said, fine, call me back. And then by it was kind of providential. You know, Jeff DeWitt was my COO on the 2016, camp, 2016 campaign, and I think MAGA kind of supported him for Arizona. But tell me about this. I'm reading on Gateway Pundit today. You guys <laughs> providentially ran into each other. Uh, Man, you don't wanna you don't wanna you don't wanna be you gotta be on your game when Carrie Lake comes in the room. Tell me about that. Well what a what a coincidence. It was Friday actually, and after we wrapped up our three day court case, uh, the legal team and myself and we all decided to just go grab a bite to eat and I just wanted to thank all of uh, the folks that worked so hard on our case. And about an hour or so in, um, Jeff DeWitt, the Arizona GOP chairman, walked by our table and took a seat at a table nearby. And we were all kind of like, wow, this is interesting. So I uh, I wanted to, we actually had a Gateway Pundit reporter with us. We were, I was giving him an interview and talking about the case. And he had been trying to work with Jeff to get an interview, but was not getting a call back. So he went over and sat down and and kind of did an impromptu interview. And then I just wanted to go over, say hello, and introduce um, Jeff to my incredible legal team, uh, led by Kurt Olson and Brian Blem. I thought, you know, this is the AZGOP chairman. He should know about the most important election case going on. And I wanted to introduce him to our brave attorneys who have faced all kinds of sanctions and attacks on them. And um, I, I was a little bit surprised. He didn't seem to quite kind of know exactly what was happening. He hasn't been following along much on our case. And I, you know, I, I did have some words with him because I said, this is the most important election case in the country. It's right here under the AZ GOP's nose. And we would like to have a little bit of support. We're not seeing anything out on social media, on your website, supporting okay, our ho, case. Okay, ho, 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 whoa, 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 slow down, slow down. So take it. You're telling me Jeff DeWitt, who was 
and I think President Trump came and maybe endorsed, and I think he was supported by MAGA. They have not been supportive of this entire thing, haven't put out press releases, haven't done any of it? No, not really, no. I Finally, um, after our, our encounter at the table, he put out a tweet, um, you know, you know, a, a nice tweet saying we're doing a lot for election integrity, but it's got to get, they got to do more. And this is nothing personal. Yeah, this is nothing not personal, but the grassroots came in and supported him to run the AZ GOP. This is the top issue. Go to any event, go to any uh, Republican event. They want secure, yeah. honest, transparent elections and to act yeah. like you're too busy. Oh, my days are too long. Yeah. I've been so busy. I'm running around. Keep up. You got to keep up on this story because this yeah. is the way There's our country more will important. be saved. Yeah. This is the way our country yeah. will be saved not, not that, or destroyed. And you're going to lose all you're going to lose all the MAGA base and you need the MAGA base to win. Carrie, how do people keep up to date on this? People are now kind of hanging on tenter hooks. How do people keep up on everything that's going on? Where they go? Well, we can uh, you can go to carrylake.com, you can go to savearizonafund.com. You can find me on Getter, Twitter, Truth, all of that. Uh, prayers for the judge. We need some courage. We we we've seen a lot of cowardice in the past. The the country is waiting for one judge to do the right thing. Our case will not end here. We have um, we are exploring taking parts of it to the United States Supreme Court. I'll be happy to come back when we make some decisions on that, Steve. And we're also going to start doing some really big things to make sure going into 24 that common sense can win on the ballot and your vote actually counts. Wow. Carrie Lake, we're all over the situation in Arizona. Thank you very much for breaking uh, time away today to come on and join us. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate it. It's back to Geneva, the World Health Organization. You're on watch there, and you're on watch in Washington, D.C. McCarthy just said, don't think the negotiation is going that well. All next in the War Room. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Host Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, talk about breaking news now. The meeting has shifted to 5.30, 5.30 now, and that could get later. Uh, want everybody up to speed, birchgold.com uh, slash Bannon 
Go get right now the Debt Trap. It's the third in the series, all free, all free on the um, end of the dollar empire. This you got to check out. You got to be up to speed. Remember, you're the leverage that's got us in the room, and you're the head of the creditors committee. This is going to be a wild one. Meeting is moved to five thirty. We'll be covering that live tonight on the uh, on the five o'clock show. Natalie Winters will be hosting the six. She's going to be covering it live. Going to be quite intense. Make sure you go to Birch Gold right now to check that all out. Uh, the Fourteenth Amendment. They're also floating that. Raheem, uh, real quickly, the Fourteenth Amendment. This is another bait and switch. Yeah, I mean, this is the Democrat Party who talks about, you know, having respect for Congress and how Republicans denigrated it and Trump denigrated it and, and, yeah. Yeah, and, all, and all of this stuff. And now they're coming out and saying, hey, actually, we don't think we have to negotiate with congressional leaders, the you know, the supposed representatives of the public in any way, shape or form. We can circumvent the whole thing with this arcane clause in the 14th Amendment, which has something to do about respecting the debt, uh, specifically as it pertains to the Civil War, right? It's legally bunk. Jonathan Turley has a good piece up about it. Yeah. We're going to put a piece up about it on the National Pulse as well. But it just goes tri- to show you... Tri- tribe has this fantasy piece he wrote. It's out, it's, it's out okay. of control. Let's it's go executive with overreach. Talk about somebody that knows Congress. Uh, Congressman Michelle Bachman is in Geneva right now at the World Health Organization at the UN. Uh, Congressman Bachman, you're on the scene. Tell us what's going on and how can we stop this madness, ma'am? Yeah, I'm here, Steve, at the United Nations building where the World Health Organization is meeting for the World Health Assembly. As you see behind me, it says it's the 75th anniversary. It's called it's the 76th World Health Assembly, the governing body of the WHO. And everyone's here. These are all the big leaguers that are here. They're making the decisions about strengthening the global governance architecture for the WHO. We learned a lot here. I've been, this is my fifth day here. Uh, we were here for preliminary meetings. Now we're here for the actual meeting. It started. And so this is what we know that came out today. The plan is they are agreeing that both a pandemic treaty and the 300 amendments that have been put forward for the international health rules, they're going to be, they're, they're going to be two separate documents, but they'll basically be one document. Those uh, proposed documents will be given in January of 2024, and then they'll be voted on a year from this week. So they're in the process of tightening everything down, and a year from this week will come the final vote. And that's when all of the, of the lockdowns and the clampdowns and uh, everything that's going to impact our life is going to come into play. And they talked about some of those things. One is universal health care. And what they mean by that, they said equity about a million times in the last couple of days, inclusion in the, la- in the last couple of days. That means everyone will get the same level of health care. It doesn't matter where you live. Everybody will get the same level of health care. In fact, there's a video that I watched and it said, imagine if our economy would change and we would focus on what we need than what we have budgeted to spend. What if everybody got the care that they need? What if nations would produce what is needed by the world and supply it to others? So clearly it is a Marxist take. But here's the other thing. They're also pushing One Health, which this was spoken about by the representative from France today. And they have a document that shows people, animals and the earth. And so decisions are based on climate, on racism, on how it impacts the planet, people and 
the earth. So in other words, people equal cockroaches, equal clumps of dirt. That's where they're going with us. So they make decisions based on climate change. The big thing is really on, uh, we had Xavier Becerra, who's our Health and Human Services Secretary. He was here. He focused strongly on uh, gathering data, bio data from all humans, and then sharing it with other nations. So everything that we have seen in the proposed amendments, that's it. We can read it. Everything that's in the proposed pandemic treaty, that's it. All they have to do now is just tighten up the language. We already know what they want. These are horrific plans. And over and over again, they said, we can't go with the, for, with the current uh, international health rules to deal with a pandemic. We have to go with new rules because the old rules aren't good enough. And we've got to be global and everybody has to come under this. Everybody said urgent, urgent, urgent has to be done. So we know what they're going to do. They'll meet in New York City this September. They'll be talking about this agenda. They'll put all the proposed final rules forward in January of 2024. They'll come back to Geneva in February of 2024. And then they'll vote on everything next May. But here's something else. We had one woman from Africa who was pleading with a group. And she said, look, we can, we'll get all of our proposals together. But what we have to do is have a simulation. We have to have a simulation of the next pandemic, and we need to do it this fall. So we take what we're proposing for all of the amendments and for the pandemic treaty, and then we have all the nations that are signers, the 194 nations, and then we do a simulation this fall because we have to make sure that we get the control architecture together and right. And again, I'm here in Geneva, Switzerland. And I was shocked, Steve, at the concentration of power that's here. Where I'm standing right now, this is the United Nations. The World Health Organization is here. By the way, interestingly, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation are meeting today with the WHO in the WHO building. The World Trade Organization is here. There are hundreds of international organizations all clustered here. And they mentioned today that they need to expand the global presence and the global reach of Geneva. In fact, where I'm standing right now, I'm looking at Lake Geneva, I'm looking at the Swiss Alps, and I'm also looking at the headquarters of the World Economic Forum. So all of this power is right here. This is the global headquarters. They meet in Davos, Switzerland, but the headquarters is right here do directly across from the from the United Nations and the World Health Organization. So this is where it happens. And it's interesting to me, Steve, because I was doing some historical research on the city of Geneva and Julius Caesar came to Geneva, Switzerland. This is where he made a name for himself. This is where he became great and expanded the kingdom. The Roman Empire ended at the Alps. When Julius Caesar came in, he had a skirmish with the Swiss but then he expanded the Roman Empire all the way up to the North Sea. So what's happening here, listening to all the people here, they want to revive that ancient Roman Empire. And they want to make this the global seat of governance right here in Geneva, Switzerland. That should give us all pause to think about that. Now, um, 
by the way, back then the Swiss were pretty t- pretty tough hombres. Caesar didn't have the easiest time <laughs> cor- corralling that I crowd. Married, <laughs> I married one. I am a Swiss citizen too. So, <laughs> so you know how tough it is. Um, here's a question I've got, and I know the audience has. You keep saying treaty. You're the constitutional expert, not me. But last time I looked, I thought treaties have to be taken back to the Senate and debated and passed by two-thirds, that the founders realized these things are so sacrosanct that not even a majority rules. You've got to have two – you've got to basically have buy-in by the whole country. Are we going to have – got, you've got the General Assembly this fall. Then you've got the coming back. They're going to do it again and vote yeah. next May. When are we going to vote on this? And when are we going to debate this and to vote on the United States Senate, ma'am? Well, there – Listen, this is what everybody needs to know. I'm it who's here, and I'm a former member of Congress. Do you realize there's no members of Congress here, no senators, no members of Congress? I don't know why in the world they aren't here, because I'm telling you, the people here are not holding back what their plans are. They're very full. They're very vocal. Everything that James Rogowski and all the people who've been on your show have said that they've read what's going to happen. I heard it confirmed today by the people who are in charge of the World Health Assembly. This is what they're going to do. They intend to create a platform for global government governance through healthcare and irrigate to themselves that level of power. Where are these people? So it was hilarious. You had these people in charge. In one sentence, they used the word treaty. In the next sentence, they used the word accord. So the way they want to soft sell this back in the United States is to call this an accord, like the Abraham Accord. But they know what this really is, is a treaty. So this would be my challenge to every United States senator in the United States. You need to call for this treaty to come into the Senate now. Let me tell you. You don't need to wait until next May. You pull this into the U.S. Senate now. And this would be my challenge to Kevin McCarthy and all of the House members. Why aren't you tying getting the, getting the United States out of the World Health Organization to raising the debt ceiling? If there's anything that's an existential threat to the future of the United States, it's giving away our sovereignty to the World Health Organization. So why wouldn't you trade getting the U.S. out of the World Health Organization. They've been very bold in the five days I've been here. And again, they haven't held one thing back. Everybody could watch this for themselves. They could have their staffs watching what I'm seeing here. And it's and at this, they know what this is going to be. And it's a done deal next May, a done deal. And so this is when Congress needs to act. This is when the Senate needs to act. Yeah. Congressman, how many days? How many days are you going to continue to be there? I've been here for five days. I had unbelievable access the first three, four days. Now you have to have a special type pass to get in some of the plenary session and some of these big deal sessions. But I can watch everything, and then I see the people go in and out of the rooms who are who are talking, and I can rub shoulders with them. I'll be here probably another three days, but I won't be here for uh, the who- end of it. So what, what they'll be doing is, uh, we, again, we saw a signing ceremony today with Brazil and the World Health Organization. And presumably, this is a memorandum of understanding regarding agreement to what's going to happen with these amendments 
and with a global treaty. Because remember, Jair Bolsonaro, the former president of Brazil, he pulled Brazil out of the World Health Organization, just like yep. uh, just like Donald Trump did pull the United States out. Yep. And so now Brazil yeah, just did funding. a signing ceremony to go back in. This is our thing. If they don't agree to the day, they try to change our deal, add the World Health, getting out of the World Health Assembly to it. Uh, Congressman, do you have a website people go to? Do you have social media yet? I know you've been very hesitant on all that. Where do people keep up to date with yeah, everything pe- that's going on? People can with you? find me at Regent University. I'm, I'm the dean of the Graduate School of Government. We have undergrad, masters, PhD programs, and I invite people to come and take a look at us. But uh, go to Regent, R E G E N T dot E D U, and you can contact me there. Just type my name into the browser and I'll be happy to communicate with anybody who writes to me. Perfect. And we're going to try to get you back on for the next, as many days you're there. Uh, Congressman Bachman, get back to work. Go back inside and raise hell. Defending the <laughs> That's sovereignty what we're doing. of America. That's a, and we need some Congress members to get over here and do that too. We're going to be on them. We're going to be on them. Congressman Bachman, Michelle Bachman, Dean down there at Regent University. Thank you, man, for coming on. Thank you. Live, live from Geneva. Okay, we got Nor. I think we're going to get Sunny. We're going to go to break. Um, home Title Lock. I want to make sure on the cyber side, take things off your plate now. HomeTitleLock.com. Go check all the information. Do not, I said at the start of the show, do not let somebody in this day and time when 80% of your net worth is tied up in your house, take out a second mortgage on your property. Go check out HomeTitleLock.com slash Bannon right now. Short break. Sonny Borelli in Arizona next. In my younger days, I was a naval officer on a destroyer. In fact, I was the A-gang officer in charge of all the engineering systems that were not main propulsion. And one of those was air purification. And I can tell you, the standards of the United States Navy are second to none. If all home air purifiers are the same... Why did the U.S. Department of Defense select EnviroCleanse to protect and purify the air on board our Navy ships? Because of EnviroCleanse, advanced mineral technology goes beyond ordinary HEPA filters to destroy airborne illness-causing cold and flu viruses, including COVID. EnviroCleanse is the new science in air purification, and now you can order one for your home. This is how you help stop colds and flus from taking your whole family down. This is how you destroy allergy and flaming toxins and mold from the air your family breathes. In fact, this hospital-grade technology is so powerful that it promises far fewer colds and allergies and better sleep. Visit ekpure.com. That's ekpure.com and use the code STEVE for 10% off your EnviroCleanse home purification unit. You also receive a free air quality monitor, plus fast, free shipping. That's $150 savings right there. That's ekpure.com, code Steve. ekpure.com, code Steve. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bath. Okay, Tim Scott has announced we're going to do cuts of that tonight and the 5 o'clock show. Also, the meeting is at 530 with, over at the White House with Kevin McCarthy. Uh, we'll be covering it live. Natalie Winters uh, here at 6, the host. She's going to be covering it live. We've got a lot to do on the debt ceiling. Make sure you go to birchgold.com slash Bannon right now. It's all about precious metals and thinking about why these central banks are buying it. Most importantly, I've got the entire analysis of the dollar in this debt called the debt trap, the third in the series, the end of the dollar empire. 
Go check it out right now. Remember, this meeting is taking place at the White House for one reason. You're the chairman of the creditors committee. So we got to hold the line right here, and it's going to get quite intense and quite nasty. Uh, McCarthy just said, Jake Sherman's reporting uh, that McCarthy's just quoted walking that, hey, we're farther apart. He doesn't see this thing moving in the right direction uh, to get to a resolution because the White House refuses to stop this radical spending. Okay, breaking news out of air. We go from Geneva to Arizona. We're going to go back to Nor before we finish today. Nor Bin Laden's going to open the show tomorrow morning at 10 from Geneva. We're all over the World Health Organization and WHA. I want to go to Arizona, though. Gunny Sonny Borelli. Uh, uh, Senator Borelli out there in the Arizona legislature, you got big breaking news, you and Wendy Rogers and others. Is Arizona, is the state of Arizona taking back control of their elections, sir? Yes, sir. And as a matter of fact, that's exactly what we're going, going to be doing because we passed a Senate uh, concurrent resolution, SCR 1037. Uh, since electronic voting systems are not mandated to be used as a primary source for elections, okay, since it's not mandated in law to be used as a primary source, then we can step in and say, wait a minute, uh, you can't use these as a primary source unless you meet certain requirements, DOD cybersecurity requirements, the same standards of that of our weapons systems. Now, I have a report here, actually a press release uh, from in January 2017 from then uh, uh, Secretary Johnson, direct, uh, Director of Homeland Security, designating electronic systems as critical infrastructure. Okay, critical infrastructure meaning, uh, hey, that's a national security uh, element to it, and there's the standard. And, of course, I also have a report from CISA that did a, a, a examination of electronic voting systems, in, I think, in Tennessee. Uh, that was in January of, of 22, uh, where they found an, an, an erroneous code on one of the electronic voting machines. They don't know how it got on there. The manufacturer doesn't know how it got on there. Even the EAC saw it, the same thing. And of course they said they fixed it, but there's no way we can have any kind of oversight because unfortunately you have these private uh, third party vendors that have total autonomy and no elected official can actually take a deep dive examination into the black box. But, 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 so, but, but Gun, Gunny, we're, we're going to put it up. I, I only got a couple of minutes. Here's what I'm confused about. The reason we have an imposter in the White House right now is the state of Arizona. H how did the legislature not, your constitutional right is to have control of this. What are you guys telling us different than what your right is? And then if you're telling us today, why wasn't that implemented by the Republican Senate in Arizona in 2020, sir? Well, <laughs> Back then, nobody realized that these machines were uh, that vulnerable. And, and now we, we see more numerous reports that came out of the 2020 election. And, of course, why didn't we fix anything for the 22 election? Unfortunately, we did not have the 16 and 31 required votes in the House and the Senate to pass any kind of strong election integrity stuff to even impose our plenary authority under the U.S. Constitution that the states it's enshrined in the Constitution a state's rights issue that the legislature shall uh, time, place, and manner. And since the electronic voting systems are manner, we are reclaiming that plenary authority and telling the is, counties. Is, Kate, is, Kate, is, Kate, is Katie, I hear you, is Katie Hobbs, and she's got a cartel lawyers, or secretary of state, are they just going to sit there and go, wow, what a great idea, Sonny Borelli and, and, and Wendy Rogers, glad they thought of this. Are they just going to sit there and go, thanks, Gunny, do what you want to do, sir? You mean Katie Hobbs? 
Well, I could care less. They could take us to Can court. Yeah. Do you anticipate that she and her cartel lawyer, Secretary of State, are going to take you to court on this? Uh, I absolutely uh, expect it. As a matter of fact, I see more pushback by the counties uh, because the counties, like I said, they're, they're not mandated to use these as a primary source, which means if you cannot use the electronic voting system as a primary source, you go back to hand, okay. paper, ballot, and logistically you're going to have to go to smaller precincts. So we're going to get pushback from the counties, uh, which is fine. But the people need to, there's their plan of action. The people need to go to the county supervisors and say, we have an army of people that will do this work. And when they start complaining about cost, is it going to cost this, that, this, that? You know, it costs these machines, uh, it costs a lot of money for the taxpayers to use these machines um, and without any oversight. And that's what the biggest travesty is there. So the money that they're saving by not renewing a lease of equipment or purchase of equipment, they can hire people to do these hand counts. And of course, there's paper ballots, obviously. So you, even if the, even if the printers on demand fail, you have a paper ballot that you can actually count. So the, the course of action. Gunny, is how do people? We get, we got to bounce. Where do people go to get more information on this? What's your what's your government? What's your uh, senator's site? What's your social media? Well, I'm, I'm Sonny Borelli at uh, at Hotmail um, is my well not not that one. Sonny Borelli uh, on, on Facebook. I'm not really on Facebook very much interacting. I post a lot of stuff, but mostly on uh, Instagram and I'm on Twitter, but I kind of stay off of social media because I don't want to argue with a bunch of people that don't know what they're talking about. But look, okay, this we're is gonna about have Wendy Rogers gunny. This is a national security issue. We have to have make sure that there's taxpayer oversight of anything that the taxpayers pay for. Here's another key thing. Maricopa County is due to renew their contract with uh, their that election company next April. So, you know, I hope that they really reconsider that and not renew the contract with any of these companies unless they meet the same DOD cybersecurity standards, the same standards that to use on our weapon systems. We've heard all these detractors saying this can't be done. We can't get the parts. Either. It's all blah, blah, blah. It's the yeah. same standards that we use for our weapon systems. Okay. So that's a garbage Gun, argument. Gunny, Gun, we, we got it. We'll come back to you. We got to bounce. Thank you very much, Kenny. We'll come back to you. Uh, Nor Ben Laden, what's your social media? How do people get to you? Do we get you back on tomorrow morning to start the show? Uh, sure, uh, Steve. Uh, people can follow me at Nor Ben Laden on Twitter and Getter. But I'd just like to say I would actually encourage people to go follow a new, ac- a new account called at We Hurt Others. And uh, my friend Nick Sheruti and I, we actually just launched a website we hurt other do- others.com. Uh, we realize that there's so much information about the WHO okay. and we want it to make easy access okay. to okay. everything Thanks. you need we'll, to know. We'll, we'll come. Okay. We'll come back to you later. We got it. Thanks. We hurt real quickly. The national Come be a member. Come sign up. Come support the, the real the news. National. Charlie hurt two hours of populist nationalism next on real America's voice. See you back here at five. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early 
to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOMHEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 